Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hey there, Tomorrow's Leaders. So today's guest, Christina Winters, runs a very successful wealth management business. But beyond that, she is a very significant influencer amongst women and is on a mission to help empower women to step up into leadership positions. She herself has a long career in leadership. And we talked about some pretty fascinating concepts and things that get in the way of women who could be in great, great leadership positions, what prevents them and what steps they need to take to really fulfill their potential. So I think you're really going to like this episode. Here is Christina Winters. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we are going to dive deep into leadership, all kinds of topics. I've got a great guest for you today, as you have heard. So, Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. I know you and I have gotten to know each other over the last number of months, and I've just been really impressed with your background, your career. You've been somebody who's been extremely successful yourself in leadership. You're now influencing thousands of lives and about to enter another chapter of your life doing speaking and writing. You talk a lot about stepping up, women stepping up and into positions of power. And I love that topic. So what is what is that all about? What Share some of your thoughts around that of how women can step up and into more positions of power. Well, we women, uh, no matter what color, uh, have been at 16 to 20 percent saturation in the leadership realm for the last 20 years. We've been stagnant. There's and there's no reason why. We there's so much opportunity. So the only reason is women themselves. We are our worst enemies, and it's unconscious. It's an unconscious process because um, from the beginning of time, women have been taught to be submissive uh, in every culture. Uh, and uh, I know that there are some books about uh, matriarchal societies, but I'm not sure if um, those are uh, factually based or not. Mm. But let's just say for this conversation, we've been taught for millennials, <laughs> uh, not the not the section of society, but for millennium, uh, that uh, we are lesser than and uh, little girls need to be seen and not heard. Um, and at the dinner table, um, we're taught to be quiet and that carries over it's almost genetic i believe at least it was for me um because uh, i i did not learn how to confront uh, and that that i think is probably the most mm -hmm. the most important thing um con Getting the ability to confront 
and to tell people exactly what you think. Mm -hmm. And also another trait women have, and this isn't a, these aren't bad things, um, but, you know, traditionally women want everyone to be happy and they're the peacemakers in the family. They try to keep everybody, you know, oh, everything copacetic. And if it's that way, they feel good. But unfortunately, in business, it's not that way because yeah, business is nothing but problem, 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 crisis. Yeah. So, so. And you may have a little respite in between crisis, yeah. but here it comes again. Problem, 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 crisis. So, problem, 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 crisis. So you figured out how to how to do that. And you said you weren't always good or you, you had learned not to deal with uh, confrontation and telling people what you think, but you learned how to do it. How did you, how did you got a lot of listeners that are curious about that? Okay. So I'm not very good at it, but how do I learn how to get out of my comfort zone and do that? Well, I'll tell you how I learned. I grew up in finance in the eighties in a corporation. Mm. And I'm sure everyone has seen the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was really like that. It was brutal. And the first time I was told, uh, I started out as a salesperson in 1980 in finance and selling life insurance. And then I got into financial planning. And um, the very first time uh, the president told me, my feelings don't matter, I was stunned. <laughs> mm, <laughs> what do you harsh. mean my feelings don't matter, you know? A lot of times we women will have that be the crux of everything. You hurt my feelings. Well, in a corporation, you aren't going to get any sympathy for that. Uh, and no one's going to sidestep the situation and help you out because you had your feelings hurt. Now, you can cry in the boardroom because I have done that. Okay. But you got to be able to back it up with a punch after you do that. Mm, so that. Uh, as an example, uh, I worked my way up through management and I was top salesperson, top manager, um, and then became a vice president. And my very first presentation, uh, there were 12 vice presidents. There was one woman that was there for four years and she had a lot of degrees. I don't have any degrees in anything, okay? I'm a factory worker's daughter, <clears throat> which is why I know that anyone can do what I'm doing. Um, so I was not brought up to be in business. I was brought up, no one ever told me goals or anything. I was gonna be a housewife. And that was what everybody, all the women in my family were and became, were housewives. They didn't work. No, None of the women worked. And uh, we were first-generation European. Okay, so here I am. I got promoted to VP. Uh, and the reason is because I could produce results. I'm, I'm a very hard worker. I'm a factory worker's daughter, okay? So mm -hmm. we we learned sun, sun up to sundown, uh, you don't stop, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm giving my very first presentation and the men are ripping 
me to shreds. Okay. Everything I said I was doing, they told me that's never going to work. And who told you that? Anyways, it got very frustrating because it went on for like an hour and a half. Hmm. I finally started crying. I said, you know, you guys are not being very fair. Okay. So that wasn't a good, a good thing to say because fair is, is difficult. Um, you want to be firm and fair, but, uh, in the eighties, there was no fair. (laughs) So, uh, and then, uh, one of the men picked up his pen and threw it down, said, that's why we don't want women in the boardroom. We don't need crying in the boardroom. Well, that woke me up. So, I mean, I went bristling down to his chair and said, listen here, you get used to it because when women get frustrated, we cry. When you get frustrated, you put your fist through the wall. So, it's just a matter of how you're demonstrating of your frustration. Right. It does not mean weakness. Mm-hmm. No. So is that a turning point for you? Uh, because um, I didn't expect it, number one. I didn't expect to have that kind of a welcome where they were going to rip me up. Uh, but what I found out is... Uh, And this isn't a bad thing. This is the way men have operated for millennials, millenniums. Um, They operate on a a process of intimidation and uh, they intimidate their opponents so that they back off and back down. And uh, uh, women have a very difficult time not backing down. Um, or not saying anything. Mm. <clears throat> Another thing that happened to me, this is maybe six months into uh, uh, my vice presidency. We were at a meeting and uh, we took a break. And uh, these corporate meetings go on for hours, by the way. Uh, and in the 80s, two, three o'clock in the morning, and we're still arguing about stuff. <clears throat> so um, we were taking a coffee break out in the hallway in the hotel. Uh, and one of the vice presidents, actually the vice president that I left to become a vice president, we were chatting and I was sharing an idea with him that I wanted to bring up. And I asked him what he thought about it. He said, oh, it sounds like a good idea. So, you know, after the break, we went in and got settled and got back down to business. And uh, he brings up my idea. And I sat there and sat back and thought, what the... (laughs) And I was contemplating, what do I do? Right. What do I do? And then I thought, hell no. He's not taking my idea. So I said, Art, thank you so much. So you really thought my idea was that great, huh? So what do you guys think about my idea? Because I was, I just shared that with Art out in the hallway <laughs> when we were having coffee. 
he never did that again. I'm sure. No one ever did. But it's a great point. Because, you spoke up. Most people would not have spoken up, right? Right. Most women, especially. Yeah. 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 And what happened? How did that change? That interaction probably changed your relationship maybe with art. Did that open a new path for you? With everybody. Yeah. A new respect. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not a pushover. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, hang back and go ahead and say, oh, well, Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad he liked my idea. And the most, this is what women say. The most important thing is that the idea is being carried forward. It really doesn't matter who brought it up or who's going to get credit for it. Uh, like hell, it doesn't. Yeah, right. It's your idea. <laughs> that's how you get promoted. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, and and there's a there's a balance there too because, you know, part of it is uh, is feeling like you can share your ideas and not have a situation like that happen and you want to share ideas, but then if you don't speak up and you let that happen, then you're not going to be sharing ideas. So it's a lose, lose all the way around. And if you speak up for yourself, that moment might be uncomfortable to get through to speak for somebody who maybe not, not is not good at speaking up or dealing with conflict, but the aftermath is so positive because it doesn't happen again. Right. And I'll tell you, my heart was pounding. I could barely hear. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Something like that gets you annoyed and frustrated and angry. Um, No, I was worried about the ramifications. That's what women worry about. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Men don't worry about that. Yeah. They just say what they want. So, so the so, next, so the next time somebody and you know, you've got listeners here that again are 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 definitely tuning into that message, uh, and you've got a lot that are saying to themselves, "Boy, you know what? I can now think of many situations I should have, I should have spoken up." When somebody is in that moment, is there something they can do to prompt themselves to just get it out and say something? Is there some kind of trick to get through the pain of that moment? Or just do it. <laughs> I I can't I don't I I can't think of anything. You just gotta suck it up, okay? Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I tell women is look, childbirth is not easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you suck it up and you go through it mm-hmm. because there's a point, right? Mm-hmm. For it all. Yeah. Okay. There is a point for it all. I personally think the point is. The end of war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the yeah. end of world hunger, mm-hmm. not for a matriarchal society, mm-hmm. for a balance. Mm-hmm. But we can't have balance when it's 2080. Right. That's we have we have to have a minimum of 40 percent. A long time ago in the early 90s. I think Catalyst, Catalyst wrote a white paper on on women um, and power, and they stated that 40% saturation is what it would take mm-hmm. for uh, there to be enough collaboration. I'm not saying that we should, as women, divorce ourselves of all of our feminine traits. No. That's why I impressed on that guy that crying in the boardroom was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I get mad or frustrated, 
I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what women do. But I have been in corporate meetings where men have thrown chairs, uh, uh, broken tables, pounding on them, you know. Of course, this was in the 80s. Um, I I own my own firm now, so nobody breaks tables or, or breaks chairs uh, here. Um, I have all women in my firm because I'm a commitment to educating women and as many women as I can. So here in my corporation, um, I I really um, mentor the women in leadership because leadership is for everybody. And I tell I tell women, look, you don't have to be the president of the United States. That's not what I'm saying. To step up and into a position of power is your own personal power. Mm-hmm. So when somebody in your family is saying something that you don't like, say something right then. Don't wait for the right moment. I'm waiting for the right moment to talk to him. Uh, no. Yeah. There's, there's a, not going to be a right moment. There's a zillion if you, right moment conversations that never happened. Correct. And yeah. what happens is, as a woman, you start thinking after a while, if you didn't say something right away, you think, well, it's not worth bringing up now. It's over with, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring it up. I don't care if it's a month after it, especially if it's your partner. Mm-hmm. That partner needs to know how you feel. Right. Um, and um, looking at how we react to things as women, it's not a bad thing. Crying is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's how we let off steam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I know one time when I, uh, uh, my sales team, when I was a manager, <clears throat> I went to the dollar store and bought everybody a set of dishes, white, little white um, ceramic dishes, you know, fairly cheap, 10 bucks for service for four. And we went to the junkyard and um, put on goggles and then through the dishes against the wall. It's very good feelings Sounds to like do fun. that. I, yeah, it's it's a release. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Of course, you have to be careful, obviously, because shards can shift and everything. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to protect yourself. But yeah, you know, stress is expressed differently by different people, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, one of the things that I think that uh, we are good at uh, as women is in times of stress, uh, because we're tentative in the beginning, we we kind of see things a little bit differently. Uh, so we can read things differently. You know, that old hunter-gatherer thing Mm -hmm. you know men are very focused and hunting and women are the gatherers and Mm -hmm. uh you know we prepared all the meat that they that they uh hunted so those things are good for 
us in today's world. Um, we just need to know, and men need to know too, that um, there really isn't that need for the protection like there was back in the days of uh, mammoths and bears and things like that. You know, right. one of, <laughs> we, we had one of those at our corporation and one of the girls said, yeah, uh, Bobby, uh, the next time I, I see a, a bear on the fourth floor, I'll call you. But otherwise, I think I'm OK. <laughs> well, Christine, so, this this has been fantastic. I know we're we're almost out of time and you've you've shed some light on some some very important things. And I think if listeners walk away with anything, it's that uh, you have to speak up. You have to confront. You have to be uh, open and clear. It's okay to still have the emotions and discomfort and fear and frustration and everything, but uh, absent of being outspoken, uh, that doesn't allow that a woman or really anybody, but a woman for, for sure to get into a leadership role of being able to influence people the way that they can in reality. And I, I agree with you that 16 to 20% number should be 40%. There's no reason it can't. Right. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I've loved this. This has been great. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, you uh, you are an inspiration. Congrats on all the success you've had. I know you've got a lot of people that are going to want to potentially connect with you or at least engage with you or find out more about you. Where do they go to do that? What's the best way for them to learn more about you? Um, go to my website, create, uh, CMW Financial. Google me, Creating and Managing Wealth, uh, Christina Winters. Um, I was also married for uh, a short while. Uh, so my name was Gears back then. So you could probably Google that name. Uh, but I've been in my own business for 33 years this year. Congrats. That's tremendous. That's uh, that's absolutely tremendous. And yeah, I know you're making uh, a huge impact out there. We'll have your information and the links in the show notes as well. So uh, this has been really terrific. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, John. It was a privilege. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining today on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. We've been here with Christina Winters. Absolutely check her out. We'll have all the information in the show notes. And uh, as always, like, share, subscribe, go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.